Hi, and welcome to WOW Talk. I'm Donna Capacity, a thriving cancer survivor. And I'm her naturopathic doctor, Darlene Gustin. We're here to encourage, educate, and empower you on your journey to optimum wellness. And today we have a very special guest, Dr. Ryan Milan, who is a male naturopath in very short supply. Our profession is primarily female. So we're so excited to be working with Dr. Ryan and to get his perspective as a, as a male and to also serve the men. Sometimes it's more comfortable for people to, you know, females want to see the females and sometimes a guy understands another guy. Better yeah, as well. So and, and he always has a great uh, way of dealing with any gender. And uh, he has a lot of interesting things in his biography. So Dr. Ryan, please tell us about yourself. Hi, well, Hi. thank you. <laughs> this is great. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, it's, uh, it's nice to do this podcast with everyone. So I am uh, Dr. Ryan Milan. I've been in school since 2005. I know it's a very long time. I love learning. Um, so I, I did my undergrad in physiology and pharmacology, and my master's program was with joint replacements. So for patients that have osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. So looking at um, different surgical approaches for patients to benefit the most from uh, replacements. Uh, and so my interest in medicine and the naturopathic approach has... Uh, uh, kind of helped me coming to this field to uh, provide the best healthcare possible for my patients. So a little bit about my practice. Uh, it is a multifaceted um, approach. However, it is mainly on midlife health. Uh, so the first part would be the cardiovascular health, so high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And the I would say the main portion would be hormones, so thyroid hormone. Uh, premenopause, menopause, and in men, andropause. Yes, that is an actual case. <laughs> oh, I men totally get it believe too. it. Yes, oh, 100%. They just don't know. No, yeah. I think they call it midlife crisis. <laughs> midlife yeah, yeah, crisis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's becoming more and more common, unfortunately. But part of the approach to dealing with it is recognizing the signs and symptoms. Uh, and then the third portion is blood sugar control and weight loss. Uh, a lot of us, uh, whether we are young or midlife or even older, um, weight is becoming a, a challenge to control. And there's, there can be different causes of uh, why someone might have challenges with controlling their weight, reducing their weight, or maybe they, they lose weight, but then hit a plateau. Yeah. Oh yeah, all and, of the above. As the years go by, there's a growing number of people who do everything right and it's not working. So could you speak to that? Absolutely. And I know it can be very frustrating when you're putting in the effort. So you are eating healthy, you are going to the gym, you're sleeping really well. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it can be frustrating when the, all the effort is getting put in and at most you might be losing one or two pounds. And, you know, it's, there's different factors that can impact how much weight you can lose or where you would hit your plateau. The number one thing that everyone knows about is thyroid. Low thyroid makes you gain weight, but that can only affect your weight to an extent. Mm -hmm. So if someone gains weight very quickly, then I'd be concerned about their thyroid. But that's very easy to check with a simple blood test and physical exams. 
the number one reason that gets overlooked um, and people don't realize how important it is, is systemic inflammation because it's mainly asymptomatic until things get really bad. So that's feeling heavy, feeling low in motivation, cold hands and feet, poor circulation, poor lymphatic flow, cellulites, things like that, along with the abdominal weight gain. So I'm talking love handle to love handle. Yes. Okay. Let's and, elaborate on all this, but you have something to say? Yeah. So, so when he touched upon liver, I know with my patients, a lot of the time their blood work is normal, whether they're medicated for thyroid or not. So I'm talking about thyroid. Thyroid blood work is normal. Maybe they're on medication, maybe they're not. But the liver is actually required to turn on thyroid hormone. And that's not really something that is included in blood testing. So it's something no. like Dr. Milan was saying, it's more about the physiology, the chemistry of the body. Yeah. And usually when I explain how the two can be related, uh, the patient kind of has that glowing light bulb and it, it all makes sense. So when the liver gets congested, um, and that usually happens either with chronic stress, with inflammation or excess carbohydrate intake. So why, why does that lead to liver issues? So when you take um, more glucose and nowadays uh, the extra sugar is in all the foods that we eat, yes. right? Yeah. So when there's excess carbohydrates, the, the excess carbohydrates, the body uh, converts that into something called triglycerides. Triglycerides are fat and they are um, very sticky. It's like toothpaste, right? So imagine toothpaste going through your liver. It's gonna, oh. yeah, it's gonna stick to the fine meshwork of the liver and make it congested. So I like to talk about the blood flow and the lymphatic flow in terms of highway. So imagine there's a car crash on the highway. So every, all the cars have to slow down um, and the highway becomes very congested. When the liver becomes inflamed or um, congested per se with triglycerides or fat, it sets off systemic inflammation. What does that mean? It means not only in the liver, but everywhere else. And what is the number one place that gets affected? The thyroid. So inflammation in the liver causes inflammation in the thyroid. Now, sometimes you can get it with digital imaging and things like that. But most of the time where people get issues is the conversion of T4 to T3. So T4, there's lots of it in the body, but it's the T3 that is the active form of thyroid. And so many things can impact that conversion. But when there's inflammation in the thyroid, you have less active T3. What and is that? What's, what's T3 and T4? That's right. So um, when your brain secretes thyroid stimulating hormone, mm -hmm. uh, your thyroid releases T4 and a little bit of T3 because T3 is very biologically active. So is that a hormone? Is that what that is? That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. That's okay. the thyroid hormone. Okay. And so when... It's, it's the job of your thyroid and in the blood to convert T4, which has a little bit of thyroid activity, yeah. to the more active T3. Okay. But because it's so active, the body only converts a little bit at a time. So when you have inflammation, that conversion doesn't happen. So that's when patients, um, even though they have normal TSH values, they might not have enough T3. Okay. And that's when they, get, um, they gain weight quick, mm -hmm. um, readily, or they might have a challenge losing weight. Um, and then in addition to that, it, they will have like, for example, poor circulation, poor lymphatic flow, 
um, they might lose hair, um, they might feel colder in general. And so that's when the surface symptoms of thyroid, low thyroid function will come up. So as you can yeah. see, when people have thyroid issues, there's usually an underlying reason for that, that may not be exactly located in the thyroid. And most of the time it's the liver and the blood flow and the lymphatic flow. I never knew. <laughs> so Dr. Milan, also in midlife, the other hormones are also very connected to liver function. So the, how many hormones we make, what quality they are, do we clear bad quality hormones? Because I realized in my practice that a lot of women I'm finding are low in progesterone or they're what's called estrogen dominant, and they can look very similar to thyroid. So I know that you can order regular blood work Absolutely. and also do you do the saliva hormone testing on your midlife patients for Absolutely. the steroid hormones? That's right. Absolutely. And so when the liver becomes congested, as you said, the mm -hmm. metabolism of hormones change. But why is that important? Um, your body doesn't respond to a constant increase or a constant decrease. It responds to ups and downs of hormones. So the ups is when you are producing the hormones. The downs is done by the liver. Why? because the liver metabolizes the hormones. So what we can do is actually do salivary testing, to do hormone testing, blood testing, to see if at the different stages of the month, you are getting that increase or decrease. So for example, is a very common issue, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Before, we used to think that it was a purely uh, hormonal issue. But now all the research is saying that it starts off from metabolic dysregulation. Those what are, are we talking those about? Those are big words for okay. um, the uh, blood sugar and cholesterol um, issues. Oh, okay. So when you're looking at um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and that's just one of the examples of a hormonal dysregulation that resulted from metabolic but what is that? What is that poly word it's a, you're using? It's a what is it? Shift in body chemistry. So, okay. so it's cysts on the ovaries. Okay. Or there's polycystic ovary syndrome and polycystic ovary disease. It's just two different levels of the same thing. But I find also sometimes it's a lot to do with the diet. And what patients don't realize, I tell them this awesome fact all the time the most powerful hormone in the body is insulin. That's right. So these big words that Dr. Milan has used, they, they just mean changes in the body chemistry. Okay. So your hormones have changed. They're very affected by stress, greatly affected by diet. And what, what he's talking about is how critical the liver is. Naturopaths love the liver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, when it doesn't make sense, we'll usually find in the patient that it's a liver condition that that's where the traffic jam is, like yes. with your analogy with the uh, traffic. But also, um, Dr. Milan is also certified in doing live cell microscopy, which he offers on site in the clinic. So that's when great. you look at the blood, it tells you a lot about liver function because the liver filters hundreds or thousands of things about the blood. So that can help as well. And saliva hormone testing is different from blood testing. Yeah. So if you want to maybe speak to our listeners about why would I need a saliva test if I've just had a blood test? Right. So salivary uh, hormone testing, the most common uh, test that people have heard is the cortisol test. Mm -hmm. um, so what is cortisol? Cortisol is the stress hormone. Yeah. But one of the things that it does is um, in the morning, 
it helps us wake up. So individuals that in the morning, they are very tired, um, very sleepy, drowsy, and in the evening, they're the exact opposite. They, they wake up, they're focused, um, wired. And so that's, we, we measure salivary cortisol tests to see how much it is, and it has to be within a certain range. When individuals have too much cortisol, whether that is due to physical stress, emotional stress, um, or um, systemic inflammation, that causes excess blood sugar, which can have an impact on your insulin sensitivity. Okay. All so right. it all circles around to very simple things like routine in our diet and sufficient protein. But I also um, do saliva hormone testing because it's different than a blood test. So when you have a blood test through the regular medical system, those hormones that are in the blood, they a great percentage of them are attached to a protein and they're not bioavailable. They're like closed for business because they're wearing this protein hat. And when you, when I see a patient who has symptoms with normal blood work, I will find that on a saliva hormone test, they don't pass that test. So it's different because those hormones are filtered out and only measuring hormones that are bioavailable. So the hormones in saliva are not in the circulation, they're at the organ level. So it can be considered a more sensitive test than blood work. So if the listeners have had traditional blood work and they have all these symptoms and they've fallen through the cracks, Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Milan can arrange for saliva hormone testing, which is different and more sensitive. Okay. I would say the most common situation where a patient would um, be very good ideal patient for that is when the results of the blood test don't match their symptoms. I was just going to ask you that. So for example, they do the blood test, you know, they go through everything, all the good things are checked off, but it comes back all normal, all within range. Yes. But the patient is quite symptomatic. Sure. So there is a missing piece of the puzzle, and the salivary testing is what provides that missing piece of the puzzle. Okay. It's almost For like you dive deeper. Women. Okay. That's really, so really estrogen, interesting. So estrogen, testosterone, DHEA, progesterone, they're all testable yeah. at the private labs through saliva. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Most, that's so great. Most individuals have heard of cortisol salivary testing, but there's many different yeah. hormones and that are tested. And exactly as Dr. Gustin said, when it's in the blood and the uh, the protein is attached to the hormone, it is not actually active. So you might have normal levels, but they're kind of kept in a package. Okay, yeah. In mint condition, per se. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So, but then other than weight loss, uh, why else would a doctor work on the liver? Exactly. And so there's, when the liver is under stress, mm-hmm. it sets off systemic inflammation. So you might think, okay, well, I can't really feel systemic inflammation. Why is it important to me? Because it makes you prone to injuries such as knee pain, um, elbow pain, shoulder pain. And so you might ask, how? How does that happen? Is when uh, there is inflammation in the tissue, the structural um, building of the tissue changes. And so when I reduce um, the liver inflammation, systemic inflammation goes down. And the patient reports, wow, that knee pain that I had for a while is no longer there. Now, having said that, there's many reasons for joint pain. And each person might have a different reason. Sure. But by reducing the overall inflammation, Mm -hmm. 
you reduce the pain that the patient is experiencing because the aggravating factors are not there. But as I said, the reason why we have these one-to-one -one visits is because every patient is different. Um, the other reason that I might work on uh, liver is low energy, um, poor blood flow. So there's a lot of patients that have cold hands and feet, but normal torso temperature. And so that is a sign of poor blood flow, poor lymphatic flow. The number one reason um, that I like to focus on the liver when a patient comes to me for sleep issues is when the liver is congested, the patient tends to wake up or become very light sleeper between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. I can't tell you how many people I know who go through mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I can't. Almost everyone I know in my circle. Yeah. They and all complain of the same thing. And it's so exact that, that when I ask the patient, do you happen to wake up between 2 and 4 a.m.? It almost catches them by surprise. Like, how do you know? <laughs> exactly. And I'm thinking, how do you know my friends? Because yeah, <laughs> we studied Chinese medicine. Yeah, that's right. And that's where the traditional Chinese medicine theory, and that, that's something that I really love about naturopathic medicine because it combines Western medicine and ancient uh, traditional Chinese medicine all together to provide the so best great. service to the patient. And I wow. have to add such a juicy little fact about the human body. So a lot of people in midlife, they have cholesterol problems start Absolutely. happening. And I tell my patients, you realize that 80% of the cholesterol that you see floating around in your bloodstream was actually produced in your liver. And at most, 20% has anything to do with diet. So if, uh, you're, if you're doing everything right, you go, why do I have high cholesterol? Or same lifestyle uh, that I've had for the last 10 years, and now I'm having high cholesterol. It's the liver again, right? That's right. And you know, when you work on the liver and you clean it up, Okay. okay. And, and I mean, um, you really reduce the inflammation, you reduce the congestion. You know, I use the analogy of a, like kind of a, um, a vacuum, right? Every once in a while, you have to clean your vacuum. Otherwise, it's not going to clean as well. That's a great analogy. Exactly. Yeah. So when I clean the vacuum, insulin sensitivity improves and cholesterol goes down. And the patient is uh, caught by surprise because usually patients are on, like, for example, statins for a long period of time. And I mean, it does make a certain difference, but why it seems like there's always a missing piece of the puzzle. Yes. And that's where the liver comes in. Because you're treating so, the root cause. Exactly. And, and in this toxic world where the water is dirty, the air is polluted, there's preservatives in our food. It's only a matter of time before your liver needs a, a cleanse. Absolutely. And cleaning the liver can really refresh the chemistry in the body, whether it's making more hormones, improving the quality, improving the performance, turning the hormones on. It's, it's involved in thousands of chemical reactions in the body. Absolutely. And so one of the questions that I feel a lot of our um, listeners are asking, okay, so how do, we, how do I know if I have fatty liver or how do I know if I have a congested liver? Yeah, that, and what do we do besides <laughs> coming to see you? Because I know we're all different, but exactly. still like, wow, yeah. How do we clean it? And so through the conventional medicine, um, one of the things that's really challenging is th they order liver enzymes, which is fine. So liver enzymes are, um, inside the liver cells. And when the liver cell dies, it releases these enzymes into the blood. And that's what the blood test picks up. Now, every person is gonna have some liver cells that die. And so that's why we have a range, right? But the question that people usually don't ask is how much of my liver needs to die before I see elevation in liver enzymes? 
And the answer might scare you. It's roughly half your liver needs to be under serious stress, so death and turnover, before you see elevated liver enzymes. That's so, scary. I didn't know that. That's yeah. scary. I, I oh, love, I got chills. That scares I'm like me. like a health geek. I love these facts, right? <laughs> and so yeah. why, yeah. why is that concerning? Why would you wait until half of your liver is poorly functioning before you take action? And that's where naturopathic medicine mm-hmm. becomes really useful because we're really big on prevention. Right? Yes. So what I look at is, first of all, where the liver enzymes are. And by the way, um, the, the, the liver enzymes, uh, they are AST, ALT, ALP, and GGT, which really tells me how your gallbladder is also doing with the bile flow. Um, the next thing that I look at is your cholesterol panel. So when I see elevated triglycerides, I say, uh-oh, this person needs help with their liver. Okay. And then the next step, is their HbA1c, or if the doctor is really good, they might have also ordered fasting insulin. So I'm looking at three things in combination with physical exams. So with physical exams, I can actually get your liver span. And when the liver is inflamed or congested, it tends to get bigger. But it goes to a certain point where you actually get cirrhosis, the liver kind of shrinks. So depending on, uh, depending on the stage of the damage per se, the liver can be at different size. But even with that, we have ranges, right? Yeah. So not everyone is going to have the same size liver. And that's why we have ranges. So at baseline or before I start the treatment, I take the liver size. Um, I do uh, the test to see if the gallbladder is inflamed and things like that. And that really helped the combination of everything together helps me take a preventative approach from letting the liver damage proceed even further. Okay. Well, and even medication, because when I was on tamoxifen after the breast cancer, yeah. uh, well, or during, I guess, that was part of my treatment, I, I started to have a, they call it a fatty liver. And yeah. then they took me off that and put me on something else. There's many but, medication that can yeah. cause that. Like um, a good portion of the patients that I see are autoimmune patients and autoimmune patients uh, are put on different medications that can have a poor effect on your liver. Okay. So one of the common ones is methotrexate. So if someone is on methotrexate, you should um, monitor their liver enzymes, their cholesterols and things like that. Um, so as you know, uh, not everyone is on the same medication and that's why it's important to tailor the treatment plan to the patient specifically. Okay, wow. You are a wealth of information. I had no idea about this whole liver thing. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, so I would say if someone is not sure, um, you can always book a, uh, um, 15-minute consultation to see what naturopathic medicine is. Um, but usually when you have people issues, it's the combination of energy, low energy during the day, poor sleep, uh, weight gain, and poor digestion, such Mm -hmm. as bloating, gas, things like that. So yeah. the, as you can see, these things are very vague, <laughs> but together combined, they're very indicative that there is a metabolic stress. And when patients feel like their whole health has changed because they've reached midlife, the message of the day is that when you see a naturopathic doctor, we're going to address the root cause of that. Absolutely. And like Dr. Milan was talking about, the root cause could be things like cortisol, liver congestion, adrenal fatigue nutritional deficiencies, insulin resistance. So so our words become very different because we're not talking about 
the symptoms, we're talking about the root cause. Yes. And also, Dr. Ryan Milan is not mentioning something very special. So he's in a clinic that has been nominated for the Top Choice Award for 2024. So Ryan's clinic is uh, really excited about that. And please vote for us.ca because they really deserve the award. And as you can see, Dr. Milan really has that depth of knowledge with his extensive background in physiology, which is how the body chemistry works. And he has a very deep understanding of how medications work and how to safely integrate naturopathic solutions so that hopefully one day you don't need those medications because you've resolved the health problem by removing the root cause Absolutely. of those hormonal symptoms. Yeah. What Absolutely. a great world. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank I you learned for so much. <laughs> Wow, yeah. So, and if you have any questions, please send us um, those questions, comments. You have our email and uh, we will pass them on to Dr. Ryan. And can't thank you enough. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.